Hello, word nerds, and welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. This one is special because I have a guest reader. I bet you thought that I wasn't going to get any more. But I found one. I found a willing victim. His name is Mark, and he is my brother-in-law. Say hi, Mark. Hey, hi. Hi. Are you ready to do this most ridiculous thing in the world? Uh, I think I am, though I have no idea how to pronounce this next word. We could give it a shot. I guess the pronunciation should be right there next to the word. This is the dictionary, after all. Yes, and I can help you. Okay. Ara. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Arach. Arach. Arachidonic acid. That's it. Yep. It is a noun. It's from 1913. Uh, it sounds like a 1913 word. Uh, a, a liquid unsaturated fatty acid C20 H3202 that occurs in most animal fats and is a precursor of prostaglandins and is considered essential in animal nutrition. So I guess the more of that you have, the more nutritious the animal. Uh, the next word. Are we going on to the next word? Yes. Sure. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I just want to say that yes. that weird word uh, in the last one was yeah, prostaglandin. P r o s t a g l a n d i n s. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it sounds yummy, though, right? Very tasty and very nutritious. Okay, our next word is a uh, oh boy, uh, arcus oil. Uh, I think it's. Arachis. Mm, okay, Arachis. Or, uh, Arachis. Arachis, okay. It is a noun, uh, and it's from 1811, so this is going way back. It is a synonym for peanut oil. Yeah, and uh, the etymology says this is uh, New Latin, Arachis, uh, A-R-A-C-H-I-S, and it's a genus that includes the peanut, uh, and it is from the Greek Arachis, which is a diminutive of Arachos, which is a legume. This is fascinating. So uh, our next word is, uh, well... It's a prefix. What's a... Pre- oh, this is a prefix? We're doing a prefix? Arachin. Arachin or arachno. Yeah. Now I'm kind of getting the willies because this is sounding, sounding like spiders at this point. Well, you just wait. Okay. So this one is... Uh, what? What is, uh, is it? Have, what is a pre... Uh, what? How do you? This is not a noun or a verb or what is it? No, it's a uh, it 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 says combined form. I usually just skip that part, but the the definition is just uh, means spider or arachnid. Yeah, spider web is in there because what? That's of spiders, right? Basically, yeah. The the prefix arachn or arachno basically means it's a spider. Mm. So this is an example okay. in these uh, angled brackets. As in arachnology. Which would be the study. I I guess. guess. Study of spiders. And the etymology says this is from the Greek arachne, which means spider or spider web. Uh, Yeah, perhaps akin to the Latin arania, which means spider, and the Greek arcus, which means net. Mm. And now we get into the good part. Okay, so the arachnid. That is our next word. Sure, it's a noun from 1826. And you have a class of... Arthropods. Wow, arthropods. This is good. Compromising chiefly terrestrial invertebrates, including the spiders, scorpions, mites, and ticks, and having a segmented body divided into two regions of which the anterior bears four pairs of legs, but no antennae. Ooh, not like ants. Not like ants. Separate, yes. Uh, And the class mentioned at the beginning is Arachnida, uh, A-R-A-C-H-N-I-D-A. 
Okay. Uh, and moving on to uh, arachnoid. Yep. Which... And that little one means this is the first form oh, of first three. Sure. So in this, this one's an adjective, the next one's a noun, and the next one is also an adjective. But we will start with the first form of arachnoid. Adjective, 1789. Now I'm going to tell you at 51 years of age, uh, the print size in the dictionary uh, seems almost impossible to read. Well, uh, I shrunk this page just so you would have a hard, a hard time. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the other, okay, so, okay, here we go. So 1789, uh, one, uh, of or relating to a thin membrane of the brain and spinal cord that lies between the dura matter and the pia matter. Yeah, dura uh, D-U-R-A, and I don't know if it's matter or mater or mater. Right, it could one be of mat- those. mater. Yeah, it could be mater. Sure, pia mater. I like that. It's like pia zadora. So that's good. That's always good. So two, uh, covered with or composed of soft, loose hairs or fibers. Okay. Yeah, so arachnoid in this case has nothing to do with spiders. Mm-mm, just webs. Looks like webs, maybe. I guess, yeah, webs. thin membranes. Yeah, thin membranes. Uh, two, arachnoid. This is the uh, same. Uh, this second form. The, the second form. Noun version, 1804, an arachnoid membrane. That's the definition. Hmm. So it's kind of, um, yeah, it, that, that, that's kind of a stupid definition, but they, they, they exist. Sure, so it seems like you could just get away with two, but there's actually three. Like you could take that one out and just have the other. Yeah, it, this is censorship at the, this point, and I guess that's not up to us, is it? No. No. Okay. Arachnoid uh, uh, form three is an adjective from 1825, uh, resembling or related to the arachnids. So this one is spider-related. Yeah, that one seems right. Uh, so we sh- can move on to an arachnologist, which I guess you could probably guess is a person who specializes in the study of spiders and other uh arachnids uh, it's a noun and it uh, came to us uh, in the year 1816 so apparently people before 1816 who studied spiders were called something else no there just were no people who studied spiders back oh, then yeah they just so, didn't exist okay. nobody cared fantastic um we have a couple forms this uh let's see arachnology oh boy this is a hard one mm-hmm. arachnological mm-hmm. is an adjective and uh arachnology is a noun mm-hmm so now we're into arachnophobia. Yep. Okay, so it's uh, modern psychological evaluations of humans, uh, which I guess started in 1863. I don't know when Freud was uh, in fashion. But arachnophobia, uh, does anyone want to take a guess at what that might mean? Pathological fear or loathing of spiders? If you said that, that would be correct. You win. Mm-hmm. Arachnophobe is a noun, and uh, arachnophobic is an adjective or a noun. Right. Okay. Uh, now we're on to Argonite. I think it's Aragonite. Well, sure it is. Sure. Jason and the Aragonites. Wasn't that? That was Greek. So this has got to be Greek, right? Uh, I should spell it. Let's spell it. A-R-A-G-O-N-I-T-E. It's a noun. And it came to us in 1801, a mineral similar to calcite in consisting of calcium carbonate, but differing from calcite in its or. <laughs> There's that word again. Ah, crystallization. Okay, so that, that was an adjective and not a noun. So there we go. Uh, greater density and distinct cleavage. 
which less, is less distinct less, cleavage. Oh, it's less distinct? Yeah, oh, sorry well, about that. But that's okay. You know where my mind goes when the word cleavage pops up. I'm looking for very distinct cleavage, but this is not in this word. All right. Okay, so we can move on to uh, Eric. You think that's the pronunciation of that one? Uh, either that or Arak. Uh, it's spelled A-R-A-K. Yeah, but it's a variant of A-R-R-A-C-K. Yes. And it just it just stops. There's no more information about that word. Well, when we get to the ARRs, which... Are so far away. We're not going to do that today, are yeah. we? That's not, not going <laughs> to get there like, today. That's like five pages away. Okay. Well, so it just it's like a nail biter. This is a nail biter. We don't know about that one. Okay. So then we have Armenian, uh, right? No. no. Uh, Ara, Aramean. Uh, really? Yeah. So it was the Aramean genocide that happened in Turkey. I, sure. Really? I don't know. Okay. Well, let's find out. Oh, this is, could this is this could be something totally different. Uh, man, this is a noun, and uh, it became very fashionable in uh, 1689. So the number one definition is just yeah. the synonym Aramaic. Aramaic. Which um, I think. Oh yeah, we haven't gotten there quite. Or wait, did I read that already? Hold on. Well, it is alphabetical. No, it's right there. Aramaic. I see it. Oh, we're almost there. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. It's the next word. It's the next word. Yep, yep. Aramean. Okay, I can see what you're saying now about Aramean. I feel confident that that is the pronunciation, especially since it says it right there. Yes, and Armenian has two N's and this only has one. Sure, sure, sure. Totally other thing. Okay, so this one, uh, two, is a uh, member of a Semitic people of the second millennium BC in Syria and Upper Mesopotamia. And uh, Mark is reading a little slowly sometimes because, as we mentioned, the type is very small, small. and he has a little handheld flashlight, flashlight yeah, going yeah. right to the page. I'm going to have to take a picture of this. I need I need any help I can get. Uh, if I could hold the microphone and the magnifying glass and the flashlight at the same time, I would. Normally, I would have the flashlight in my mouth, but I cannot read with the flashlight in my mouth. It would totally defeat the purpose yeah. of you being a guest reader. Yes, it would. It would. So, and I guess not being able to read would also defeat the purpose of being a guest reader, but we're, we're edging on that precipice. So where, where'd we go, Spencer, from here? Next is Aramaic. Aramaic. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a noun, 1813, a Semitic language known since the 9th century BC as the speech of the... Aramaeans. Aramaeans, right, and later used uh, extensively in Southwest Asia as a commercial and governmental language and adopted as their customary speech by various non-Aramean peoples, including the Jews, after the Babylonian exile. Exhilarating. Man, that was awesome. That was a really long definition. I really enjoyed that, though, because I feel like... uh, did you learn something? Well, my my curiosity is peaked about every single thing that I just read just then. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll often yeah. read definitions. I'm like, ooh, I need to look more into that. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to the Aramaic alphabet. It's a noun, uh, which is weird because it's it should be nouns. Is there a plural for nouns? Just s on the end. It's well, two the, words. The no no. It's one thing though. It's the Aramaic alphabet is it's one. Just a thing? It's just a one thing. It's so a it's concept. An, yep. Well, it's a it's a thing. It's an alphabet. Okay, so noun 1835. Uh, this is the first f- first uh, definition, first form you're calling definition. It? Definition for okay. Number one. Uh, an extinct North Semitic alphabet dating from the ninth century BC, which was for several centuries the commercial alphabet of Southwest Asia and the P 
parent of the other alphabets as Syriac and Arabic. And in the last episode, I mentioned uh, the Arabic alphabet. Oh, okay, so this is great. We're just like, uh, it's a theme. This is a theme. Uh, well, luckily, because they're, they're spelled similarly. And they use the alphabet to, to spell, spell them. themselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so the second one, uh, the square Hebrew alphabet uh, is distinguished from the early Hebrew alphabet. Oh, I don't know what the square Hebrew alphabet is. Sure. I don't know Hebrew, but maybe it's just more right-angled. I don't know. Well, the other one was round or yeah, triangular, maybe. and then this one is squared. Yeah. Right. Not to be not to be confused with L7, which is a whole other kind of square, and we're not saying that the language is square, man. Mm-mm. Hey, you need to be more hip, man. Okay, so, well, it oh, could be it could be, be why it's extinct, because maybe. it was square, it was square, it was formal, it was too formal yeah. for everybody on the, in the streets to just, okay. Uh, so now we're going to go on to uh, Aramid, which I love this word, it is a noun, uh, and it became popular in 1972. I was born... Already, so that means I knew when this word came into existence, and I loved it since day one. Any of a group of lightweight but very strong heat-resistant synthetic aromatic polymid, polymides, uh, polymide materials that are fashioned into fibers, filaments, or sheets, and used especially in textiles and plastics, which I believe is why kids caught on fire when they bought certain pajamas from department stores in the 70s uh flame it caught on fire i think this stuff just catch, i think kids run around it causes a friction and then it sparks and then it just catches on fire uh, uh, yeah i'm sure there's some relation this says that it's uh, <laughs> i'm sure well no this says it's a right. very strong heat resistant oh, synthetic sure yeah aromatic no. polyamide sure. so maybe this was invented to stop all the kids from catching on fire yeah because i think like if uh, certain what was the, what's the polyester that catches mm. on fire? It's like a napalm. It just right, sticks right, right. to your skin. It's not any good. So maybe you this do is... not want that. Yeah. Um, and the etymology of this just says it is from the words aromatic polyamide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes the a r from aromatic and the rest from polyamide. Although there's no e at the end of this word aramid. It's a r a m i d. Aramid. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fantastic. So uh, th- this next word is. It- it's going to be our last one for the episode. And thank you very much. I will put everyone out of their misery now. You won't have to hear this, but it's it's a great word. I love it. It's Arapaho. Uh, can you spell it for me? I, I can spell it. There are two ways to spell it, actually. A-R-A-P-A-H-O. And then there is an A-R-A-P-A-H-O-E. Uh, I don't know which, which one... I kind of, I never, I've always seen it without the E on the end, but okay, here we go. Uh, it's a noun. Yep. Right? Yep. 1812. Seems like it would have been a word before 1812. Yeah. But they were a nation of people before then, correct? Or were they named? I think this is the first known usage in the English language. Okay. That's what I'm so guessing. So it can't be trusted as far as its relation to I've Native never Americans. Trusted. I've never right? trusted the dictionary. Right. Or the English language. Or the, right. Okay. Well, uh, proud people. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Uh, so anyway, in 1812, I guess Americans decided to call them Arapaho. Uh, and the first uh, definition of this is a member of the American Indian uh, people of the Plains region ranging from Saskatchewan and Manitoba 
two New Mexico and Texas. That's a long, that's a big, that's, that's good. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Very, um, very cold and very warm. Right. They could migrate probably back and mm. forth. They had mm-hmm. some, that's okay. I will have to figure out more about their uh, migratory habits. But then uh, the second definition here we have is the uh, Algonquin language of the Arapaho people. So they speak Arapaho. Nice. Uh, recently, Sharon and I went to the Native American Museum, which is right down the street from where we live, and we have not been there until literally just a few weeks ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. And oh. I recommend that if ever you're in Evanston, go check out the Native American Museum. Um, and they, they it's divided up into different or different sections of the museum are different areas that the American Indians lived. So there was the plain section, there mm-hmm. was the like uh, more northwest region, the the region in the east, the region in the, in the plains. It was all divided up by that. So it talked about their culture and their art and the food that they ate, and it was really really interesting. Okay, well I'm going tomorrow. Okay. 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 One last thing. Yeah, yeah. You need to pick a word for the episode. Mm-hmm. We use whatever criteria you want, mm-hmm. and it has to be from what you read. So starting with uh, sure. arachidonic acid all yeah, the way yeah. through Arapaho. And then what do I get to do with this? You just get to say which one it is, and that's it. The people want to know, Mark. I mean, obviously, I'm going for Arapaho. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Thank you very much, Spencer. That is the word of the episode. Thank you very much to all of you for listening. Thank you to Mark for taking uh, about 20 minutes out of his day to do this with me. Uh, And if he wants to do another one, he can. Awesome. Until next time, this is Spencer reading you the dictionary. Thank you and goodbye. And as I was recording with Mark, I completely forgot to mention that today, October 9th, is the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur. So, happy Yom Kippur. Uh, Is there a different way to say that? I don't know. Let me know.